Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Red with your favorite hosts, Larry and Inelia. Okay. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. No, you're not happy with it. No. no, I think we need to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we do. I'm okay. pretty get used, pretty pretty used to that 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 saying. We need to like have an alternative way of saying it. Oh yeah, like what? Um, I don't know yet. I think like <laughs> um like like Ethany. <laughs> Welcome to another Ethany of driving to, to the, the rest. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to remind people what Ethany means? Yes, I do. Okay. I I, I kind of have forgotten. Ephany <laughs> was like a, a really it's, nice... It's a new word, a brand new, a new word, word, seeded into the universe, right? Yeah. We seeded it, and it had glowing, glowing terms. It's all light word. Yes. It's an all light word. Yes. There's no light, dark, and Ephany. It's all no, light. It's all light, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the terms and the words exactly. Mm-hmm. I probably should write them down. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, Ethany should have a geography. A I mean, geography, a place. Uh huh. There's Ethany places. Oh, there is. Oh yes. Have you ever been to a place that's just like? Oh my gosh, gorgeous! I just don't Beautiful. even want to leave here. I think I should just move here. Yeah, that's an Ethany place. That's pretty much where we are, right? Yeah, yeah. We have several Ethanies. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that yesterday. We were <clears throat> because you know. There's a lot of problems. One of these problems is where do we stay tonight? It's so nice right here. But what about over there? We should stay over there. Yes, it is true. But where? what about here? I really, really like it here. Mm-hmm. And so that's a bit of a challenge, honestly, for me to... And none of the places are permanent. Permanent? Yeah. Yeah, they're very reasonably transient, transient. feeling. Yeah. yeah. All of the places are excellent transients. There's no like home base one spot. No, there isn't. I mean, they're, they each had the potential. They do. To they become do. or be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, you know. But how do you move from, see, the set point in my state of being is like I feel a little bit upset because I'm not at one of the other beautiful Ephanies. Instead of yeah. instead of Ephany because I'm at one of the Ephanies. <laughs> so but, when you're in one Ephany, you're missing the other Ephany? You're thinking you should be in the other one? No, more like if I'm at one of the Ephanies that we're not going to be staying at, that I'm sad that we're not staying at that Ephany. Oh, for the night, you mean? Right. Or for the week. Right. And if we do stay at that Ephany, then I kind of miss the Ephany we didn't go back to. Yeah, your bed. <laughs> yeah. So, or your, your, your beach or, 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 yeah, your woods. Your woods, your beach, your boat, your... Your boat. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you're at that you're not staying at, you're wishing you're staying there. Mm-hmm. Even though if you were staying there, you want to be back at the other one. Correct. That so happens. it's a little bit of uns- unsettled feeling, right? Yeah, how, do you, how do you shift that unsettled feeling to gracious for the mass ephony? Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe we could work on making them more welcome. More like that you could stay there if you wanted to. 
So the backstory, though, why don't we stay in one of these on a permanent basis? That's what mm. I'm interested in hearing from you. Mm. Well, Shamachak, we need a second story bedroom. It's an event center, so living in an event center is not that pleasant. You have a shared bathroom, which is fine for a week or two or a month. But not like for a year or permanent. But I don't know if you've ever shared bathrooms with other men. Uh, <laughs> it's not a pleasant experience. It's not a pleasant experience yeah. for some people. Mm -hmm. Mostly women. They, <laughs> women. <laughs> I have been to houses, my my mom and dad's, or my their house, remember? They had a, a mom's bathroom and all the other fellas' bathroom. Yes. And um, they're vastly, dramatically different inside. They were, yeah. Uh -huh. More comfortable for mm -hmm. each other, yep. depending on the... Sex. First world problems, darling, first world problems. Yeah, but it's it is... It is a first world problem, but it's still a problem. It is, yeah. Because mm -hmm. it, it creates unsettled unhappiness mm -hmm. because of a conflict, you know? Yeah. Plus this is public space and it's not just with whom you share the house with, but everybody that comes to this public space is at the same bathroom. So yeah, it's like so living with a, bath a public bathroom. Living yes. with a public, bath yeah. public restroom yeah. with... Nobody hired to do the um, public cleanings. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's one of the FNEs. So that's an FNE on, on some of the other spaces. We don't have that problem. No. But one of our FNEs, we have no running water or sewer. No running water, no sewer, and no internet. No, we have internet there. That FNE on the res. Oh, yeah, we do have. Yeah, we have, we have electricity there, but... And we have internet, but we don't have sewer or water. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if we had sewer or water, that would be pretty a plus. But but it's, it's locked, yeah. and they're not. We're, we can't have our um, our friends come over or anything. Nobody can come over. Yeah. And they're very very unhappy about the thought that we might get put behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Our friends, yeah. Yeah. So they're part of our co-creative you know, experience Power. of reality and, you know. They won't let us move there because... So our sewer is very, very, very resistant to get put <laughs> in. <and> our <laughs> All yeah. of the bits and the bobs are on the extreme slow track. Yes, very, very much. The only way we get anything going is if we're very sneaky. Mm -hmm. It's like, ta-da, guess what? We got a blah-blah. And they go like, <laughs> not <What>? for long. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, they don't. But they do get sad. Yeah. So that Ethany has a lots of blocks, a few blocks about it. Yeah, because the race is closed to yeah. anybody who doesn't live there, so nobody can come and visit us. Mm -hmm. And um, That's and a then when it things part get of our worse, mm -hmm. when things get gonna, worse, it's not going to get better there. No, it's not going to get better there. It's going to get much that much. That door worse is going to get slammed shut. Yeah. Uh huh. They even have those big big blocks. Yeah. On the There's side road of the blocks road, that just already say ready. There already says road closed on. Yeah. They're already ready for it. Yeah. On the side of the road right now, but those blocks are going to go across the road so fast. Your head's going to spin. Yeah, it's going to make your head spin. And then our other Ethany is our beautiful house houseboat yacht. Yeah. And, it's also uh, at the res. It's also at the res, but it obviously can be moved. Mm-hmm. 
to another location, but if we move it to another location, it's not it's as not, idyllic because no. we pretty much have an idyllic location. For we do, it. yeah. And then also, uh, it's halfway into a state of reconditioning. Mm-hmm. So pulling out because we lived there for quite a long time. Yeah, and we had acquired and accumulated, you know, Stuff. when you have when you have dressers. <laughs> you fill and them you up. put your clothes in there, <laughs> and then you go live somewhere else, and you take some of them clothes, and you go to the other house, and then you live somewhere else again, and you go move clothes. You have like three or four places where you have clothes at. Yeah. Um, one place ends up with all the clothes that you don't wear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear it because it's not. Otherwise, you would have brought it. <laughs> yeah. So Alaria ended up with uh, all the clothes that you don't wear. When we first got together, we were both extremely skinny too. <laughs> not so much anymore. <laughs> Now we're regular sized. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so my uncle says, oh my God, you tur- you're finally a real man. <laughs> yeah. or something like that, what did he yeah. say? Something Not a kid like anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite funny. You finally grew up. <laughs> you finally grew up, yeah. So our Alaria Epony. Yeah. Every time we go there, you've got this longing of, oh, I love this place yeah. so much. I would want to wake up here. Mm-hmm. But then... Uh, there's a bit of a monumental task to bring it to a state of put a floor in, a new t- chairs and a yeah. couch because we tore the carpet out and all of the clothes are on a bed that comes from the dressers because the dressers needed cleaned out because they were sitting too long. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you just leave it. No, you can't. It's sort of, it's on a constant state of decomposition. Yes. <laughs> it's it trying is. to return to the sea. It is, yeah. If we ignored it for, I don't know, five years, It'll be gone. It would be gone. Uh-huh. And the fish would be living in it. Uh-huh. And they would be quite happy to yeah. take it over. And all our stuff. Uh-huh. They would love those clothes. They would. Not a, they wouldn't be bothered by a thing on there. And in another five years after that, you probably wouldn't be able to find much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bit of iron from the engine. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you um, walk around low tide in the bay, you will run across every now and then a engine or a after a propeller because that's <laughs> happened a few times yeah that's true so that Ephany has that but when you're there all you oh, want to do lovely, is isn't it? let's put these things in a bag let's put yes. these things in a box let's just just let's just stay just here a, for a while yeah yeah but then but again uh, it's behind the gate the gate it's also behind the gate yeah yes and it's even more than behind the gate it's a half a mile down the the dock, dock <laughs> hiding in the very farthest corner yeah of so the, it's of like the takes about 10 minutes just to walk down it. Yeah, so it's like if you want to be lone wolf, it's great. that's where you go. Yeah. And guess what? It works. Time for the lone wolf. It's over. So? Can't really use that one Can't anymore. really use that one for that anymore. Mm-hmm. So while we're there, it seems so nice and we want to go there. But the other hand, it's the opposite of what's the time for right now. Yeah, so it doesn't, it has that little tweaker. It does, yeah. And our other Ephany is our um, co-creation. Co-created. Right? I don't know how you say it. Remember, they have uh, the the community. the words that you use to describe it. That everybody is. Like, I want to have a blah blah, like uh, intentional community and buy land together mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know, have a farm and. In spite of our instant manifestation yeah. workshop results, right? We all now own forty acres of land. 48. 47, 48. Yes, 48 acres. 
47, 48 acres. Off grid. That's one of the keywords everybody wants. Off grid. Mm -hmm. Even though, honestly, the off grid part is like the first thing you try to fix. With about a mile of beach. (laughs) A mile of beach. Beach Beachfront full of uh, fossils. Fossils end to end. And sand and, and rocks and gems. Yes. Gems. It's just like agates. amazing, really. Yeah, it's a jungle. A house mm-hmm. and it's everything you ever wanted if you yeah. ever asked for a little bit of community land that you yeah. could you know, use use together, mm-hmm. gather, have people thinking of and working together and pooling their funds and pooling their thoughts and energies and desires and, and see what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome place. We have our camper there. We do. Our trailer camper, the one that we were going to use for what? Oh, that was the one we were going to live at our other Ethany with. Yes. Because we couldn't get a house built mm-hmm. because every time we get started, our, <laughs> our wonderful community would say, hey, wait a minute, we can't come there. You ain't having it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know what I'm saying. So with that one, we don't have water, we don't have electricity, we don't have internet, we don't have sewage. <laughs> no, no sewer, no internet even. We even don't have internet, power. No cell phone. No, well, there's, a, there's a tower in Canada. That lets that, us let's just like text. text. <laughs> so in some ways, that's excellent. In other ways, that's a bit limiting if your work is online. Yes. So you can't stay there on a permanent basis, only like overnight or something. Overnight or two, yeah. Then you have to drive somewhere for uploading, downloading, and doing all your online work. Right. Plus, it's different. I mean, as much as it's interesting, it's also different to work as a group of 10 people. Yeah. For how do you make decisions and choices, and uh, how do you maintain autonomy at the same time, maintain Weenus? Yeah. Is that the right word? Weenus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a very, very interesting process and journey, I think. Yeah, I can see where when we have focus, like focus this, let's um, re- resolve this, whatever, mm-hmm. have a trail to um, good point. Yeah. We have a trail to good point. And it was a few hours and uh, it's a half a mile long trail through wilderness, up, down, around, yeah. gullies and everything. Uh-huh. It was not just like, oh, I can see, just go this way. Yeah, it had nothing to do with, through. oh, I can you see, can, go this way. You can get through. You had no idea which yeah. where you were going until you got there. Yeah. And then when you were getting there, my gosh, up and over and around yeah. to try and make a trail through it. It's a rainforest. I mean, it's like It's like it you take grows. one step. And then you have to work for a few minutes to take the next step. Exactly. But yeah. with uh, Fred and Mike, Dan, you, Eliana. Eliana, Ashley and myself, we did it. We made a fabulous trail to Good Point very, very quickly, didn't we? Took us yeah. a day. Took us a day. And now yeah. we have the, with anything, you know, any property, there's a place on it that you just get there and you're like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that takes that's you right to wow. one of those places. Yeah. yeah. Pretty extraordinary. Yeah. I feel extremely lucky that uh, we were able to have 10 people who did enough work together yes. to actually trust, trust each other uh-huh. and focus with each other and 
Trust themselves too, right? Trust themselves too, right? Yeah. Each other and themselves is mm. amazing. So that was, that's pretty excellent Ephany. Mm-hmm. So lots of Ephany's, none of them we can stay in. <laughs> well, we come to the Shaman Shack, all round circle, we all end up back here because it's the community. Yeah, but I don't feel comfortable here because it is, you know, not comfortable for somebody to live full time. At least not for me. I need my space. I need my room. I need, you know, my bathroom where I can unpack my stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't have multiple deodorants and a bunch of toothbrushes and a long line of knocking, knocking, knocking at the Mm -hmm. doors. Yeah. 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 So one of the solutions we have come up with is a second floor, right? A uh, second floor, maybe, or an extension, type, maybe. Or an extension, maybe. Yeah, for a bedroom and a bathroom for me, and then it'll be where I live, I guess. You but do yeah. have to find a place that you want to be for the next couple of years if things are uh, exciting. I don't think exciting is the right word. If Excited, excitable. <laughs> or um, cranked to mm-hmm. 11. When yeah. things are cranked to 11, where do you want to be? Do you want to be on your yacht? Hiding at the end of the thing behind the gate, a fence. Unfortunately, the race is not an option, not just because it's gated, but also because the frequency there is not good. There's about 800 people dying, so, and their physical bodies know it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, the stress of the energy, it's just. It's about like a city, basically. It's the same as being in a city because it's a. Close place with a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so whenever we go there, I mean, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. But the energy just gets to us, and we get grumpy and upset, and start getting sick very quickly. Yeah, and that Toxic. was an interesting mm-hmm. bit there because uh, the most of everyone there doesn't appear physically, visibly affected like you or I are. Mm. But we're not exposed to it at any degree. Right. And then we go, then we're all of a sudden exposed to it at a sudden level. Instead of of a slow build-up, you know, Mm -hmm. where your toxicity levels are increasing slowly, you probably don't even notice it. Right. It goes up by a little bit every day. You get used to it and you, you normalize it. Normalized, right. Your bodies mm-hmm. are really adaptive. And that's one of the reasons they're hard to, you know, get rid of. Get rid of because <laughs> they can pretty well adapt to Just pretty toxic lot. environments. Yes, I mean, think about do. it. If, sure, yeah. you've seen TV shows or documentaries of some of the conditions some of the human bodies are living in oh, yeah, on yeah. a regular, everyday basis. Yeah. And they, you go, whoa, they look fine. Yeah. I mean, you know that they can't, they have like, gruel to eat Mm -hmm. and they have toxins every day super Mm -hmm. exposed to toxins but their bodies are tough yep but i'm sure if you or i went to go hang out there for a week we would we would probably (laughs) i can't even imagine what would happen i mean we would get very we would be so uncomfortable and so yeah sick probably we probably wouldn't make it yeah just drinking out of one of the puddles one time would probably <laughs> do us out. Yeah, that's true. 
Right. And so that's one thing to uh, recognize is that uh, if you have found your tribe that's got clean bodies mm -hmm. and you mix with bodies that are not clean, you're going to notice it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that was going to be the case before, but it's totally it really is, is the case. Yeah. Now we know why it was important to step away from cities. Yeah, because uh, that very thing, those things are cumulative. It's an accumulative yeah. type of thing, and then it'll be activated, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think that's generally generally speaking what the clever, the I guess I would call the, oh, many doctors are very clever people. They're not idiots, mm -hmm. but they had to go through a lot of brainwash training, and they're placed in basically a high stress of huge amount of debt, high stress of huge amount of responsibility, mm -hmm. high stress of you know life or death choices that are they're obligated to make it a certain way mm -hmm. because you know they have insurance basically. What is that noise? That's Brad. He's very <laughs> interested in your babies. <laughs> what babies? <laughs> your babies who are now teenagers. Your teenager chicks. Yeah, we have. We let um, the baby chicks out of the cage, the, the small well, the cage, the kennel. They start life in a coop. Yes. With their mommy. Yeah. And it has a small little... Um, yard. grass yard that they yeah. go out in when they're teeny tiny little tiny, babies tiny, winchy, winchy. and it's a finch cage with a hole cut in it mm -hmm. on the ground so they can <clears throat> peck on the ground and eat yeah. grass and you know be baby chickens but not Get be eaten. in any danger of Get getting eaten, eaten by yeah. Brad. literally everything that flies by yes crows ravens brads everybody wants to Lucy's, eat them. everything and then uh as they grow older they outgrow that little yard space and we put Lucy's original Big kennel, kennel, dog yeah. kennel from Costco. Yeah, that's a, a, like a cage, right? It's not like a wood thing. Yeah, it's not a wood thing. It's a giant um, screened kennel, like eight panels, I don't know, 10 or 20 foot by 20 foot, something like that. It's pretty big. So we put that by the door, open the door, and then they move into that larger kennel because now they mm -hmm. can't squeeze through those holes. Mm -hmm. But chickens are insidious those guys they eat every living thing in <laughs> that do. little space whatever's there they it's gone mm -hmm. all the way to through through the dirt they yeah. probably would make it all the way to china if you just let them be yeah so now we've opened that and they're in lucy's Large larger kennel. kennel which is like half the yard yeah and uh lucy's out of there she's uh well the chicks are out Lucy doesn't go in. She's a guardian dog, and she's supposed to guardian chickens, but she's, a bit she's kind of like uh, what would I call her? Um, she had an interrupted childhood. Mm -hmm. She's uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> in an ideal environment. Lucy, as guardian, would guard her baby chicks and her chickens. And uh, I think on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, she might do that. On Thursday, she'll probably go into one of her ego personalities or alter personalities we've been reading about. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, has their trauma-based environmental inputs that have created ego personalities in her. And she might think that that little baby chicken was trying to steal her food or something and go chase it off and... Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to kill it, but maybe trying to kill it. Yeah, I, don't know. I think so. <laughs> so uh, you can't really leave her in with her chickens, even though that's her job is to protect her chickens. And yeah. she does protect her chickens. If a crow or a raven comes around, Yeah. she uh, makes that crow or raven go away. Mm-hmm. Or if a coyote or a fox or anything's noise or a person or anybody comes around, she gives the warning. But uh, if you give her the actual thing she's protecting, not so good at not it. Not so good at it, yeah. Not so far. Now, we were told that you cannot leave them alone with those, uh, their animals until right. they're over two years old. Right. And she's about two Isn't years there? old now. I think so, yeah. So it's possible that she has come to her senses. Because before she was a toddler, mm-hmm. and she had a jaws of a tiger mm-hmm. and a toddler brain. Yeah. And uh, she's supposed to make her own choices about what's the right thing to do in these situations. Right. But she's had something of an interrupted childhood being run over by car and amputation. and You know, when we got her, though, she all was... All that stuff. Plus, when we yeah, got her she was already months. something. Was, yeah, something, was something had happened to her. Had. She was so distrustful of men. Yeah. And if you're wearing a hat, even worse. worse. Yeah. And if you have a garden hose. Oh, my God. Forget it. it. Was she's like, going to be dead. You're killing her with a garden hose if you're mm. around her with a hose. Yeah. So They have a very long life, 15 years, 20 years, and they have a extremely good memory for detail because they recognize in their environment everything is as it is right now, and any change to the environment is they something will... to investigate. Exactly. Yeah. So they have a quick... So they remember. So yeah, they're going to remember stuff, basically. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, you were talking about your cat. Was I? Yeah. Why he was making so much noise today. Yeah, because the baby chicks are out for the first day, and he would like to go sniff them. them. (laughs) Eat them. (laughs) We're going to have a gentle introduction. Beast meat, not food. Yeah. I'm going to feed him with a bunch of his favorite treats Mm -hmm. then we'll go take him outside and watch him and watch your babies and and see what his instincts do he i'm pretty sure he'll be fine but the consequences of him not being fine same thing with lucy are dead dead chickens yeah dead chickens which i think we talked about that a few years ago those chickens need to get with a high frequency paradigm right yeah, and some of them are just running the um, food. Eat me, eat yeah. me, eat me. It's like we have the roosters really well covered. They're in their own coop, right? <laughs> because we're not going to eat them, and they're fed and looked after by Dan. He takes care of them really well. And one of them escaped. We don't know how the hell he and did it. Went it went straight out to the coyote field. Yeah, and the coyote ate them. Ate him. Instant. Yeah. It was just, how did that happen? I mean... You have to try really hard as a chicken in this place to get it because you've got Lucy, you've got the other dogs. Yeah, this fences. area is claimed. They don't yeah. come on our area. No, they they have the only place is just outside the border. Just outside the border, yeah. Uh-huh. It's so weird. They have to try real hard. So that was uh, that was why with the cat. But there, that, that did bring up a thing. 
and it had to do with life and death, and it has to do with these higher self choices. I know you've talked about higher self choices in the past, and they get to be, it's like, is, is it a language thing calling it a higher self, or is a higher self actually a thing? And is that higher self in charge of stuff, or is that higher self something you enlist <laughs> to help you with stuff? I think that, yeah, because we have been reading a book. Yeah, soul by, healing book, Dr. Yeah. Zinser. Yeah, and it's very interesting. We haven't finished it yet. but It's actually a bit tough to read. You find it tough? Why? It's a little tough to read because... Why did you find it tough to read? It's a psychoanalysis, and it's um, technical in some nature, and it's a... Um, it's a doctor book. <laughs> it gets confusing, unless you're really interested in that field, I suppose, because i got mm -hmm. ego states, and there's earthbound spirits, and there's they're like, they do the same exact thing, but how do you tell the difference? And so when we're... I think the, the way the he's trying to describe the difference... Yeah, the difference between an ego spirit. state construct in your physical body uh -huh. and an earthbound spirit... That's possessed. That's person. possessed or riding along with you. Yeah. They come in something similar time and situations, like an event of trauma or your frequencies at a state where they're in, they can be invited in, or I guess stuff like that. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you tell the difference? But in the process of how do you tell the difference, the descriptions get a bit tedious to me. Mm. So it's it's a slog. <laughs> it's a slog. It's a slog, but there's like a fruit at the end. It's like, next we're going to have this. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I can't wait to learn about that. And then we get there and it's like, oh, can we just get to the next thing? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm just saying it's, it's tough reading. Yeah. But it is interesting because the, the layers to a person are way far and above more than uh, you think. You think you're just talking to, oh, hi, honey, how are you? But your honey might be 16 honeys in there. Yeah, yeah. And depending on the day, who's in charge or who's mm -hmm. talking or what the responses are. Right. And uh, oftentimes, if not always, those who's that are answering don't tell the other who's that you answered. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself forgetting things. And uh, admittedly, some of these people are extreme cases All of these of people. All the study cases. That's something to remember. Yeah, that they are these extreme books... cases. It's not just, it's not like everybody's possessed on the planet by spirits. That's not true. Or that everybody has um, multiple personalities. That's also not true. However, in my experience and also from my Native American upbringing, part of it, because <laughs> of my mix, um, I have seen that the majority of individuals on the planet can have spirits possessing them mm -hmm. from alcohol and drugs when they're using. Oh, yes. That puts them right in a state of open, open door. Be, yeah. And a lot of people have blackouts when they drink because somebody else takes over. That's it. And... Also, people talk about fighting their demons when they're getting out of addiction. Mm. And those words didn't just pop up randomly. <laughs> it is actually true. Uh, so I've ha I have found that. And also I have found from in Western society encourages 
a kind of fracturing of the personality in a compartment compartmentalized compartmentalized how do you say that word it always tricks me out <laughs> compartmentalization yes compartmentalization there you go <laughs> Uh, so one moment you're mom, the next one you are the employee, the next one you're the boss, boss yeah. the next one you're the nurse, Many roles. the next one you're the lover, the next one you're the spouse, you know, so or husband or father or son and all these things, you know, and so you separate yourself in this all this those sub routines or sub personalities and respond and react and behave differently in each one. Mm -hmm. And I have found that a lot in the Western world. Um, and a lot of the work that I do with my mentees and my students is to bring that all that back together. So that person becomes whole. Is that the integration complete. thing? Yeah. So they become the person, no matter what situation they're or role they're, they're on. And there's a lot of, a lot of people are familiar with soul retrieval, mm -hmm. uh, as a shamanic practice. And basically you go and find your energy bits that you might have left in people or locations or situations around the world. And you bring them back to yourself to become whole again. And people do have huge benefits from that. And they have a lot more energy. They're more complete. They're, remember stuff that I'd forgotten and stuff like that too, right? Mm. Um, so that's, I think that that we go back, if we circle back <laughs> to the higher self part. Yes. I have found that, yeah. Wow, that's loud even inside, huh? Yeah, he's a hot rod. <laughs> <clears throat> we have, I have found that an individual, we talk about higher self. I talk about higher self a lot. Yeah, right? higher self choice. The higher self choices and the little self choices. And in this, these books, they talk about the higher self in different terms. But one of the things that we were wondering about and talking about was... Higher self and the ish, remember? Yeah. Why would he... Why A couple of things. Well, in, yeah, in specific, he enlists the help of the higher self. So why... Why doesn't just the higher self deal with it? Why does he need a doctor to come in and ask it to deal with it? That's one of the right, questions. Right, because the higher right? self's there. It should be able to deal with this stuff all by itself. It doesn't exactly. need somebody else to remind it what to right. do. It's like, hello. Yeah. The higher self should know. And be able to do it without being told or asked. That's exactly what I would have thought. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem to work that no, way. it doesn't. It has to be asked, invited, and agreement is involved. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Agreement even though I thought higher self's, um, higher self's choice trumped physical body's choice. In a or sense, you know, soul Or self. soul choice. Mm -hmm. Souls and higher selves are different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, and the, the environment, the, geez, geography of human is part of that part that gets a bit complicated because you think you understand it but you really don't have it put together right yet mm -hmm. and that's basically what the book's exploring is right. how do you create this what a human being is including an inner self-helper a higher self ego states um other people in the form of like ghosts well you know what we would call ghosts but basically the 
consciousness bits that didn't leave when the other person was dissolving through their component parts. Mm -hmm. Like your dead stepbrother who's <laughs> happy being there and rather just happy tagging along life. And then, of course, evil spirits or not evil spirits, just wandering spirits, even yeah. earthbound spirits. So there's like 10 things in a person so far that we've added up, maybe 15. Mm -hmm. All in different levels of... Um, power but again, within a person and not in every person and not in all but no, again these are some of extreme those. cases right that he's talking about <clears throat> because he's like uh, a doctor that gets patients yeah patients are going there not because everything's peachy exactly because things ain't working right and they can't get over traumas or they can't get over something right they can't achieve something unless they're still blocked or they're having blackouts and all these type of things right Right, and they're picking to go to him specifically, right. and he's doing this work specifically, so at a higher self level. That was going to be my point. Oh. So, I... one of the things that we talk about in the book is, that, like, we were wondering about why would the higher self need the this <laughs> other person to tell <laughs> him what to do. Say, higher self, go do. clean this mess up. And the higher self says, okay. yes, sir, I got it. Yeah. And it's like magic key. Yeah. Like, well, geez, if all you had to do was that, why do you have to wait to go there to do that? Just do it. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. What I have found when people come to me with the inability to connect to their higher self anymore they, or their extended family or their... Uh, guides and angels. Guides and angels or, or whomever. Or right? their guys. Their 80 families or whatever, mm -hmm. right? What I have found is that the small self, the personality that lives on the planet Earth having an experience here, has managed to disconnect themselves from the rest of themselves. That's what I find. That's and probably it, no it, small feat, that, huh? And no matter what the higher self does or says or thinks or whatever, or so tries to do, they can't get through to the smaller self. They just can't get through. But they can't get through enough to send them to somebody else to, to talk through. Or so, orchestrate so the they orchestrate. orchestrate the whole thing. So right? that that end up there. Yeah. So they go to this other person, and then basically the other person is like channel for their higher self. Right? Ooh, handy. That's the way that I see it. So the other person okay. is a channel for the higher self. It's not like the other, the other person brings the higher self in to help. It's the other way around. That's right. The higher self has brought the person in to be the to be translator. The translator for the person because they got disconnected. Uh-huh. And the other person is like Dr. Zinsser is interpreting what's happening as him enlisting the help of them. But it's really the other way around. Exactly. It's the other way around. That's what I thought. I knew I thought there was something fishy with that. And we instantly it's like the you know, the truth um truth um what they call that class that you have? The truth in class. Truth in class, right? Mm -hmm. I know. If you have um if you haven't done that or you don't really know how to tell truth from not truth, I highly recommend you get that class and yes. do it and apply it. Goineliabenz.com slash yes. store and you get it there. <laughs> so when we're reading this and we got to that section, instantly the bells go off like, oh, this isn't right. Mm, yeah. This is an interesting book and I like uh, his process. But the interpretation, but this is, interpretation is not bit, true. Yeah. A little bit what off. isn't true about it, I'm not sure, but we'll we need to investigate it. Right. And this is what we just did. Mm -hmm. So yeah. ah, nice. I like to see these tools in use in real life, how they make our life better. 
How does that make life better? Well, it clears up a very obvious misconception that your higher self is helpless. Right, right, yes. It's not a very good interpretation. Mm -hmm. The other bit that's interesting to me uh is that often, and I have told people to do it too, is when they can't get through to a person um, directly, I tell them, well, have a chat with their higher self, higher self to higher self. Yes, and see what happens, right? And so why would that make any difference? Because there's not the same higher self. It's a different higher self. And yes, you can have a conversation with another person's higher self to explain things or to get some sort of resolution because you're separate from that other person. Mm. At that level of the game, you're a separate entity. So yes, you can talk to another person's higher self and have a conversation with them. Because higher selves aren't like omnipotent. They're not omnipotent, no. Right, they're not all everyone's higher self is all All equal and equally experienced in all things, for example. No, plus they're different people. They're not the same person. Right. Eh, That's good. Good to think of it that way. Yeah. That makes makes an interesting thing. And then you can respect each other's higher self choices because oftentimes you believe, we go through life believing everybody else, for the most part, feels and thinks and experiences life much like we do. And the choices that we would make, like there's a grasshopper on a road and you would go pick it up and get it out of the road so it doesn't get squished. Yeah. That's not the same higher self choice that a crow would make. <laughs> right? You pick it up for different reasons. Yeah. I would pick the crow up, you know, to stop him from getting squished and the crow would pick the crow up because it's, it's a yummy treat. Yeah. Well, another person might see the grasshopper and see it in the road and go squish it yeah because that thing's gonna eat my crop right and another might go to that grasshopper and do something like go make a little terrarium for him and have it for a pet for the next 10 years watch (laughs) it turn into a butterfly or whatever they do (laughs) i don't think grasshoppers turn into butterflies (laughs) i don't think so i think they stay grasshoppers (laughs) yeah but some of the choices that some of the higher selves make are inconceivable to us. Like the crow's higher self choice, I'm never going to go over there and grab that grasshopper and eat it. No. But in some places of the world they do. They do, yeah. And they roast them. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. eat them and they love them. Yeah, they like shrimp. I'm sure they're delicious shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is not so much about... Uh, grasshoppers it's that higher self choices made for reasons that are outside your scope of why would you do that some people are like self-limiting themselves and why would they limit themselves right because they have an experience of life that they want to have and this limit allows that experience without that limit can i just interject there that every single being on this planet limits themselves you are a bundle of limitations because if you weren't, you wouldn't be able to experience the physical universe or and or have a human experience. You wouldn't be able to. However, 
the level of limitations, when you become aware of them and conscious of them, then you can become able to choose what limitations to keep and which ones to release. Right. So, for example, there's a person, let's say, who has a limitation on having a wonderful marriage. Right? So they have crappy marriages because they're limited. They're self-limiting to crappy marriages. And they Why don't would understand. They do that? Uh, it could be programs running, but they're unconscious. Right. So they think this is normal. They think that it's impossible for them to have a happy marriage. Because or that they're they running don't deserve limits. it or whatever. It could be all sorts of things. Yeah, the limitations, my gosh, you know, there could be 10,000 of them. But the end result is they're unconscious, therefore they think this is it. This is how relationships go. And this is a good relationship. A shitty one is a good one. It's That's a just relationship. the way they are. Right. Because all men are psychotic or whatever, you know, or have no feelings or can't communicate or... Or all women are psychotics or have no feelings or can't communicate or whatever, you know. It's like they have these programs running and that's the only people they see. So that's the limitation. They can't see other individuals. They can't see people who are not psychotic, right? So that's that's how it... Um, it yeah, that, it's, it's that's the, the limitations that they choose to keep. And then by becoming conscious and aware of it, there might become a time when they go in their higher self-choice. They say, okay, it's time to move on to different type of relationships. So they orchestrate meeting with a, a guide of some sort, um, a psychic or or a teacher, or read my, my stuff, my tools, or some other tools. And they orchestrate that. They become aware of their choices. And they go, oh, wait, there's more people on the planet and they're not actually all psychotic that's amazing right i'm gonna see them and then they start seeing those and they meet somebody who's actually normal <laughs> not psychotic at all and they get married and have the wonderful relationship because that limitation's gone the limitation is gone so they're able to expand into something else so when we talk about the higher self and the limitations of people you have to be aware that we're all carrying millions of limitations to be able to have a human experience, right? Mm -hmm. So orchestrating a conversation with our higher self to see how we can remove this, I'm done with it, right? Then Who's the I'm done with it, though? <laughs> the, the personality, usually. Because there's the... Or the higher self. The higher self done with yeah. it? The lower... Middle, the, who, who is it that's As a done higher with self, it? When, when I spoke into higher selves, actually, they have multiple lives going in multiple timelines. Mm -hmm. And each one is pretty much running an experience. Mm -hmm. And the choices are always at a higher self level. Always. And how they're manifested or when you're done you get the feeling throughout that you're done on something as well as when you're not done you get a overall feeling that you're not done so for example you have a program running at some level that suffering is good because that the, through suffering you get the greatest growth for example for example what level is that program running Higher self level? No. Soul level? Yeah. Physical body level? Yeah, soul and physical body. 
It's and the that, higher self is happy was, to carry out that program. Totally. Because that's the, the higher self it. choice or that's the other self choice. I mean, who's, who's the boss of the choice? I guess that's the question. That is a question. That's the whole integrated being's choice, right? Yeah. At every level. So uh, if you have a conversation with a higher self and say, hey, you know that your body's running this program of suffering creates the most growth and it's not actually true, that there are other ways to have experiences that don't involve suffering, for example. Mm -hmm. Then the higher self isn't aware of that before then? or Of what? course they are. So why do you have that conversation? Is it just because that was the way that humans communicate? That is the way that the person who's wanting to have a higher self conversation with the other person can resolve it. So um, the process of talking about it, the process of observing it, communicating it, seeing it, making it physically a ball of thing, something, the act of, in the physical world that we're at, Making it matter, having that conversation with whatever self that will hear it, is what brings it to be. Is it something like that because so, of the universe that we're in now? Or here's is, the thing, honey. Huh. The person who needs to have that conversation with the other higher self, yeah. that's the person who's benefiting from it. Okay. <laughs> I hope everybody else understood that. Because <laughs> I just lost who is who. <laughs> Who's who in the zoo? <laughs> well, that person's going to have a great time then. <laughs> so say Larry wants to have a higher self talk with Inelia. Okay. So Inelia's doing some stupid thing that he considers to be a stupid thing, Right. And he wants to have a, a chat with Inelia's higher self about that stupid thing. Yeah, because Inelia's not higher self is not listening. Not listening at all. Like As a matter of fact, she's the opposite of not listening. Yes, opposite. Listening no, is opposite. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't exactly what I meant. <laughs> I okay, you're getting confused again. <laughs> actively not listening. Right. Not just I can't hear you. It's like I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> Correct. So okay, that's the situation. So you, Larry, decides to have a chat with Inelia's higher self about this thing. Yes, because he really believes that she should really be listening. Yeah, because this is not clear good. case of hey, you you should listen to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is important. Okay, so. He closes his eyes, he goes into his higher self, and he goes, finds Inelia's higher self, and has a conversation with Inelia's higher self. Okay. Right. Is she listening? She totally listens, yeah. All right. She listens 100%. Is there lots of people talking to your and higher self? And acknowledging you and everything. Seems like there's a big big pile of people there talking, honey. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> How many million is there? There's... Uh, billions, actually. Okay. So How do we get to the front of the line? It's it's a higher self thing. You're higher selves don't have complete. lines. No, they're uh, able to hear multiple everything. channels yes. simultaneously. Uh -huh. oh, geez. Right. So okay, you have a conversation. Hmm. How do you feel? I feel like my voice was lost in a sea of requests. <laughs> 
Maybe we should use a different person as an example. <laughs> That'd be a good idea, Brad. All does right. Does Brad have a higher self? He does. Yes. Brad the cat. Brad the cat. Yes. Okay. We're gonna have a higher self conversation with Brad because yes. he's convinced these baby chickens are something Food. worth pursuing, and maybe claws and maybe teeth should be used. And blood everywhere. Yeah, and guts. Because mm-hmm. they have liver. Yes. They're walking liver. <laughs> yes. He is very, very fond of liver. Yes. So, so Brad, Brad's higher self. Uh-huh. Okay. He's looking at me. Uh-huh. Now have a conversation with him. He thinks he's a cougar. Yes. Quite big. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can let him have cougar. Mm-hmm. I don't have to rein him in, right? Yeah. Just allow his higher self cougarness to be what it is. Yeah. He's quite pretty, quite big, quite powerful. And his eyes are closed and he's... Purring. Purring, and he's happy to see me. Uh-huh. I don't know how to explain to this giant cougar, don't eat those baby chicks, because it's incomprehensible. Uh-huh. Maybe tell him they're kittens. Okay, he said he would lick them then. Okay. But he won't. <laughs> he won't chew them, but he would. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be a little challenging to let him go lick the yes. chicken saw, honey. Uh-huh. Now, how do you feel? Good, like we were able to communicate, and right. he understood my point. Exactly. And he, at this point, laying on the beautiful red chair in the living room of the shaman shack, not stimulated in any way, he's fine with just giving them a little lick. Yeah. Okay. So you feel good, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so that's the benefit of talking to somebody else's higher self, that you feel good. So that's one example of having a higher self conversation. Brilliant. Yes. All right, well, that makes good sense. Yeah, yeah. And often an individual will come and, you know, the higher self will need to take a personality in order for them to even hear them. So they might call them an angel or Jesus or God or Mary or Hanuman or whatever, you know. They will take a personality, um, dress themselves in a way so that the person will listen to them, to reconnect with the higher self. Because what my experience has been is that people who are on the planet, like I say, full of limitations, mm-hmm. And one of those limitations is the disconnect from their higher self so that they can't have a game full of experience. Because if they're fully connected with their higher self all the time, they cannot have a game that's full of importances and experiences. It's like, ah, <laughs> you know? So sometimes the mesmerization becomes so deep that... Like I said, that, that there's the disconnect and then there's time to reconnect at a certain level. And usually it's very limited. For us, you know, we might, one person might think, whoa, they got connected for a split second and the person's super happy. They had a, a whoa experience and it's changed their life forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they're back to disconnect until the next millisecond, right? People often talk about having had an, uh, a, sh- I can't remember the name of it, Shakti, no. Uh, maybe is that the Kundalini name? open, Kundalini whatever. or whatever. Yeah, 
or or a an enlightened transcendental experience, experience yeah. enlightenment experience. Yeah. All those are little peak seconds experience. in. Yeah, all those are, are moments when they were connecting with their higher self. Oh wow! And it's not just about a person's higher self because there's a level of a collective higher self too. Mm -hmm. There's a collective higher self. And the collective higher self is everybody's higher self acting in a kind of sociocracy way, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're connected, they're one, but they're not, you know? And connecting to that one just blows people's minds. Mm. It's like they've gone into the light and they're now <laughs> enlightened, you know? Mm. And um, so... Because they're all experience and every experience... Simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, and all the love. I mean, the amount of love that a person feels and um, not just love, but um, the... Completeness, maybe? Completeness, love, completeness, nirvana type energies that they feel when they reconnect with their essence, with their higher self, mm. is immense. And when they reconnect with the collectives ones and their soul collective and their physical body collectives is just exponentially even oh more. my gosh yes so the obvious question is why don't uh why don't why isn't that like the normal state of being because they're like their choice is to have other experiences to to be able to be enthusiastic about climbing a mountain for example or going fishing or um, doing a job, you know, doing like creating a painting or or the architecture of a house or fixing being a doctor, truck. fixing the truck. Yeah. I did that yesterday. Yes, it felt good, right? Yeah, it felt good. It really felt good. I didn't have to go to the garage, didn't have to hire somebody, just mm -hmm. got the part in the mail, watched a video, mm -hmm. did it. Yeah. Now it's fixed. Uh-huh. And it felt good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I mean, there were bits and bobs, bits and parts that were like, why you did I do this? You came back into the house covered in grease. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. And then there were parts of, oh, this isn't so bad. And there were parts of, oh, my God, how are we going to get that apart? I don't remember this part in the video. Yeah. And they were overcoming the obstacle. How about this tool? Oh, yeah, that were good. Holy had, moly. Plus you had co-creators, right? Oh, yes. I had plenty of help. Yeah. Yeah. So who helped you? Well, Lucy, she had on her prosthetic. Uh -huh. And she was there to make sure that, you know, Nobody got no close. beasts <laughs> came to <laughs> mess with us while we were, um, you know, she was laying in the cement, cool, with one eye open, uh -huh. watching everybody do everything. And nobody stepped out of line. Uh -huh. Everything was good. So Lucy helped and Dan helped with his uh, vast knowledge. knowledge of machines mm -hmm. and all of his tools and all yeah. of his uh, ideas and thoughts. Whenever we come up to an obstacle, we had an obstacle. There was this band made out of stainless steel. Mm -hmm. I know it's a terrifically interesting, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we had to get that thing apart. Uh -huh. Yeah. But it doesn't have a place to take it apart. <laughs> it's like stuck forever. So we had to cut it. Oh. But there's a little, it was a little space there. And how do you cut that little piece of, I mean, you can't use scissors. You can't use clippers. 
But he had a tool? But he had a tool, yeah. Oh. A battery-powered Dremel with a grinder on the end. And it zzzz, wow. right through it in like literally three seconds. Wow. It was a no problem. Okay. So yeah, Dan and Fred showed up to help. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, once we were all there and focused on doing it, Geez, it just went together. That's cool, huh? Yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Now I could have magically ching, connected to my higher selves and entered that alternate timeline where my truck never you needed came, repaired. And you wouldn't have cared about a broken truck. I wouldn't truck. have cared about a broken truck then. <laughs> it's like, truck, who needs truck? Exactly. <laughs> the very needing yes. of a truck yeah. <laughs> requires some funny limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it all come together to create the orchestrated experience that you're here to have, whatever that might be. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's alterable and changeable and orchestratable to be a different thing. But um, from some points of view, the idea of, I think I would like to exist in the state where I don't want a truck or need a truck or have to care about fixing a truck or a truck doesn't even enter into the equation. But that isn't actually true. Right. If that were true, then one thing wouldn't be true. What? You wouldn't be here to begin with. Right. <laughs> so that's why we have all those limitations, do you see? Okay. Yep, that makes sense yeah, now. Yeah, huh? yeah. And that's why we don't always continuously connect it to our higher self. Right. Whew. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk a little bit about demonic possession now? <laughs> I don't know if I have it. <laughs> no, we may be for the next episode. <laughs> I think we'll have that on the next show. Yeah. Demonic possessions. Uh, yeah. Now we have a Theodora possession right now, purring away. She wants attention. What a good purr monitor. Do you feel complete, honey? I think I feel complete, yeah. Sweet. I'll go back to the books and check out the demonic possessions. <laughs> That's our next few chapters. All right. Yeah. How we're gonna recognize them? How you? Um, what do you do with them? Mm-hmm. How do you handle it? I mean, you might run across it. <laughs> it could right. happen. It could, yeah. And for sure, if if people around you um, drink Have alcohol, alcohol or, or heroin yeah. or You're opium, gonna, or yeah, you will be surrounded by them. They are very attracted to that type thing. They're, I think it disassociates the person's. What what does it do that allows that to happen? I don't know the mechanics behind it. I just know that it happens when people drink alcohol and or take drugs. Yeah, it's not just because it's against the law or it is Oh no. Illegal. It has it, it, alcohol is, is very legal because of that. Yeah, in some places I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's when not they legal went, on the res. No, but they still drink it outside of the res. Right? Yeah. Well, they still drink it on the res, yeah, it's just not legal. Exactly. Anyway, that's next next week, I think. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. We'll write it on the wall. Maybe we'll do a um, cooking on the res <gasps> demon series. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be highly spe- bit spaghetti with a dash of Area Fifty One. Or maybe it's maybe it's. Um, buffalo chili with a dash of demon spice. Oh, no. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't think we'll get clicks for that? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Oh my yeah, gosh. I don't want demons on my chili. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, so long we know how to depossess them, I guess it's not that big a deal, right? Just. <laughs> Um, yeah, just don't let them in in the first place. Okay. <laughs> no demon spice chili. No. <laughs> okay, honey. Love you. I love you too.